Badlands Cola, Episode 7, Melinda, more or less. From one parking lot to another, it seems. This time, I'm posted in the narrow strip of cracked asphalt in front of the town's one anemic little strip mall, the electronics store dark behind me. It was close enough to walk, but I've been sitting on the curb for half an hour, waiting for the shop owner to show up with my hoodie to keep the early morning chill at bay. I'm still not used to how slow the Badlands are to warm in the mornings, and how quick to freeze at night. Apart from a smattering of commuters putting along the quiet streets, it's a ghost town. My only company is the rusted metalwork sculpture of a goofy-looking brontosaurus that sits in the corner of the parking lot. Someone's scratched their initials into its long, crooked tail. Hey. Hey. I brought coffee. No idea how you take it. So it's black. Oh, I brought coffee. It, it's ice cold, though. No, I need three coffees. Here, take this. Got some maple creams, too. Didn't sleep much either, huh? Not even a little bit. I keep thinking, what if she's here? You said the last tape was recorded in the house? Wait, did you go back there? After what happened last time? Fuck no. Okay. Yeah. Look, we'll just get a couple new VCRs, watch the tapes, go from there. Strathcona... We'll figure it out, okay? Eat a donut. You eat a donut. That's our guy. Hey, Bob. You're late. Oh, Strathcona, that you? Are you loitering outside my shop? <laughs> you know me, forever replacing ancient tech at the station. Well, come on in. Uh, though, uh, I gotta warn you. I'm a little low on stock at the moment. Low on stock? Um, your shelves are empty. Oh, well, not, not, not completely empty. If you need fax machines, I got plenty of those. Bob, seriously, what happened to all your hardware? Well, it's been very busy. Uh, the dog groomer down the street uh, had a flooding incident. Had to replace all their uh, electronic bits and bobs overnight. <laughs> oh, I had a big order of surveillance equipment for the paleontology center. Yeah. Uh, oh, and of course, fans are always in high demand this time of year. <laughs> And that cleaned you out? Oh, well, it's the supply and demand, you know. The invisible hand of the market works in mysterious ways. <sighs> Just tell me you have a VCR hanging around somewhere. Oh, I don't keep many of those at the best of times. Let's check in the back.
Getting some weird vibes off this, Strath. Yeah, me too. Let me check with Bob in the back. Wait a sec. Yeah, okay. I'll stay up front. Hey, uh, Bob. Let me give you a hand back there. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. You have reached Detective Nicholson. Voicemail is full. Please call at a later time, or dial the Calgary Police non-emergency number for further assistance. Huh. Voicemail full. Strathcona, you're, you're, you're walking very fast. Sonny, we gotta go. W- wait, why? Someone cleaned this place out on purpose. Uh, please, you, you, you promised you wouldn't get angry. One person bought all this. Who? I'll explain later. We have to go. Go where? I said I'll explain later. We have a long drive. Come on. Okay, okay. Right behind you. Is it Jasper? Strathcona? Strath, we are hurtling into the Badlands at Mach 3 in apparent pursuit of a bunch of AWOL electronics and you won't tell me where we're going or why. What happened to trusting each other? Sorry. Sorry. Bob described the person who cleaned him out. Sounded a lot like... Melinda. What? How can you be sure? I'm sure. Holy hell. Um, what is she doing buying up all that? You tell me, Gumshoe. Where did you find the tapes? I didn't even ask you. In the basement of the moon house. Jesus fucking Christ, Sonny. Don't tell me you went in there. Sonny, no! Sonny, yes! My case was going cold again. I I had to try a new angle. Besides, I've, I've already been in there once. You what? Jesus, and nothing happened? Well, not not nothing, but um, but also nothing I can explain. Um, t- you know, like, just, just forget it. Trusting? Remember? We're, we're doing the thing where we trust each other. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, it's like space... It, it changes, twists, stretches. I, is that what happened when you were in there? Like the, like the house was looping in on itself? Repeating its own architecture? I wish you would just tell me what happened to you. I realize it was nothing good. But I've seen some shit in this town too. It, it's like places just go wrong. If there is a rabbit hole, Strath, I am already down in it. Yeah. Places do go wrong here. They... loop. Not true duplicates. More like, uh, I don't know, faded versions of what's real. That's... that's what happens here. 
Okay. It's rare. Usually it doesn't last long. The hallway to the bathroom is just a little longer than normal. Or the turnoff street you're looking for doesn't show up until the third or fourth time you'd circled past. But in that house, Sonny, that fucking house, whatever the wrongness is, it's strongest there. So you were trapped in the loop. You keep moving, going upstairs and opening doors. You keep looking for that shred of daylight that says you're out. But as the hours start to tick by, look, there's a there's a point you get to you start to wonder if saw your face when I first found you. You looked scared. You looked hunted. I felt like I was. Like I knew exactly what I was running from. But when I'm out here, it's all distant, like getting blackout drunk and losing time. Listen, Sonny, you made it out without getting hurt. Twice. Don't push your luck. You're not my real dad. No, but I am the only guy watching your back out here. Well, yeah. We drive. The mesas race by and the deep blue shadows of morning shrink as the sun pulls high. I can practically taste the tension rolling off Strathcona, but for the first time it's not directed solely at me. The minutes drag by. Even though the scenery looks identical to the same old badlands we've been bumping through for an hour, Strathcona suddenly gears down. Do me a favor and turn on the radio for a second. Just flip through the channels. Okay. Strath, what am I doing? Testing my hunch. I hate being right. Um. Strath, this is still just the middle of nowhere. I I don't... You'll see in a second. Sorry in advance. First, everything is just badlands. Blank, scorching, wind-ripped desert, the hoodoos towering all around us like a stone maze. The soil is darker here, moated through with specks of black sediment. I blink through the sun, through the sand, and... And then my stomach drops. Dead ahead, so close I can hardly believe I didn't see it before, is a white van. Upside down, half buried in the earth. There's a tarantula creeping along in its harsh shadow. The van is surrounded by dozens and dozens of holes. Oh my god. The Sparville incident. Like I said, sorry for bringing you here. Sorry? Are you kidding? This is like the Rosetta Stone of the Moon case. I would have killed for a crime scene this well documented three months ago. Do you think they cleaned the bloodstains off that one rock? 
What? People died here. Well, yeah, I... I'm not glad it happened or anything. What was that stunt back there with the radio? All right, bear with me for a second here. Jasper was arrested a week ago, right? Okay. And he was sending fossils to Mel somehow. That's what you said, right? But something interrupted them before she could retrieve all the pieces. What if... What if Jasper's arrest is what cut that process short? Which would put Mel in town and digging as recently as a week ago. You said she built a beacon, whatever that means. What do you want to bet that was only a week ago, too? Oh, shit. Not only that, I noticed our radio starting to fritz around the same time. I've been trying to figure it out, but then our conversation last night and, and Bob today... I only just put two and two together. You think whatever Melinda built is causing the interference around town? Around town, yes, but it's stronger the closer you get to Sparville. Always has been. You mean the beacon is here? I don't know, Sonny. You tell me. Strathcona has a solid ten inches on me, which means Strathcona sees it first. He points into the distance, to what seems like a particularly twisted-looking hoodoo. I follow his hand, confused and bleary in the sun. And then I see it too. At first, it just looks like a heap of junk. But as Strathcona and I approach and its huge shadow falls over us, I realize it's been carefully arranged that way. Wrapped in miles of connecting wire, piercing the blue sky like an anarchist's monument to outdated tech after the nuclear fallout settled. And then we hear it. Huh. It's a radio tower. That is not a radio tower. No, like, like a literal tower of radios. Melinda built this? I have no idea. But I bet there's enough retro frequencies here to completely scramble the town's airwaves. Some beacon. Stay back, I'm, I'm gonna get a closer look. Be careful. Does it look like it all came from Bob's shop? Uh, hard to say, maybe. Not sure where else you'd find this much shitty old tech. Definitely Mel, though. How do you know that? This is exactly the type of radio she and I used to tinker with when we were kids. And she left a note. Rule number something, have private investigating. Keep your cool. I barely manage it as I come up behind Strathcona and see what he sees. A yellow square of paper duct taped to a ham radio wedged into the bottom of the tower. Such a tiny scrap of paper, but Strath is staring at it like he's trying to make it burst into flames with his mind. The words on it are so casual I almost burst out laughing from nerves and sheer incredulity. Call me. My instinct is to catch Strathcona's eye for some kind of temperature gauge on the situation, but part of me is suddenly afraid to. Strathcona is so calm. Why is he so fucking calm? The desert heat is unbearable, my back itches with sweat, and still I feel a chill come over me as Strathcona picks up the handset. 
Wait, Strathcona, you're you're not. I am. You have gotta be kidding me. Let me do this. Hello? I knew it wouldn't take you long. Hell. You know, I was worried I wouldn't recognize your voice. Your real voice. Not the one you make up for the radio. But there it is. You're still in there. Somewhere. I can hear it. I... I, uh... Take your time. Mel, are you... Are you okay? Where, where are you? Nowhere you can find me. But now I know where you are. Do you like my work? Seems like you've piled up every piece of radio kit in town for the sole purpose of ruining my job, so... No. Not a fan. <laughs> no. Not quite. Can you figure it out? Glad to see you don't always know everything. It's a beacon. For my brother, and everything that he's about to bring with him. This was my role. I did my part. In the end. A little shoddy, I admit. But not bad for a hobbyist two decades out of practice. Oh, what... Roll, what are you talking about? Jasper's locked up. The cult is dead. The whole thing is... Oh, you haven't heard? Jasper escaped. He's almost home. What? Shit. She is telling the truth. Jasper's been missing since Saturday. You knew? I... Sounds like you've both been keeping secrets. Tell Sunny I say hello, by the way. How do you even know... Strathcona, focus. It doesn't matter. Do you understand? This is all ending soon. Finally. After all these years. I should be feeling triumphant. Wait, what is ending? The work, Strath. The work. The pain. The lessons. The digging. The moon legacy. And if my brother's right, the tired old world we know is going to go with it. Jesus. Why are you telling me this? Why did you want me to find this, this beacon? I want you to help me. <laughs> Not Jasper. Just me. You actually want to have something to do with me again? After you left? After everything? Wait, what? Maybe I don't know what I want anymore. Maybe I'm running out of time to figure it out. Do you want to help me or not? Yes. Yes, Mel, I want to help you. Good. I'm glad. Because once my brother reassembles the skeleton, he needs one hell of a beacon to send out the signal and finish the job. And this hunk of junk is only getting us halfway. Wait. What? Your radio station, Strathcona. The Raptor. It's everything I need. And you, of course. With you at the helm, we can spread the beacon signal. Please. I don't want to be the only one who can hear it. No, that's not... Mel, please, please, just... Mel, just tell me where you are, please. If I tell you where I am, I need to know it'll be just you. 
need Sunny gone. Excuse me? I don't mean gone in a philosophical way either. Put them in the trunk of your Mustang and get them out of the picture for good. No, 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 no. Hang up. Hang up right now, Strath. Strath? Look at me. Strathcona. Mel. Strathcona. Mel, I... <laughs> ah! Strathcona! Uh, Are you still there? <coughs> oh, Strathcona is chewing on a face full of pepper spray, and you are so next. Uh, fuck. See, this is exactly why you need to go in a trunk. Oh, just you try. Your charges would dovetail so nicely with your brothers. I oh, I am. I'm not sure how you know my name or why you're hellbent on putting me in a trunk, but this radio prophetess act won't work on me like your friend here. I've been in your house, asshole, twice. I watched your tapes, and you know what I saw? You are terrified. Melinda, you are tired and scared. And worse, worse than all that, you're still missing the final piece of your little prehistoric puzzle, aren't you? You're still missing that, that, that jawbone. shoulder. Come on! Get in the car. Get in the car. There you go. Yeah. Yes, that leg too. Shit, 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 shit! written, directed, and produced by Renee Taylor Clint. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Russ Moore and featured the voice talents of Liz Morey, Brigham Snow, Ray O'Hare, and Aaron Roselle. Special thanks to our artist representative, Giancarlo Herrera. Visit BadlandsCola.com and follow Badlands Cola on Twitter for show notes, announcements, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Good night. <laughs>